Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... This is Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome one and all. How are you today? I'm very, very tired. I think this is the tiredest I've been for a recording for a very long time. And I recorded the last episode from bed. So, you know... While you were asleep. While I was asleep in the land of Nod. Um, but yes, very tired today. But other than that, I'm quite well. Uh, are you quite well today? I assume you're quite well. I hope you're quite well. I'm okay. I'm... Yeah, I'm all over the place at the moment. <laughs> I've just got in. I... Drive up to Glasgow tomorrow for three days. Go and see, see all your Scottish friends. Chaotic Scottish, yes. Well, Speaking of Scottish, this is a great transition. Well, um, yeah, actually, one of, that one is, of the yeah. better ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so a game developed by Rockstar North. Rockstar North, North, who are Scottish. Dundee. <laughs> yes. Today we are here to discuss Manhunt. Manhunt scored a 76 on the PlayStation 2 in the year 2003, obviously developed by Rockstar, Rockstar North. Okay, so as we usually do, we're going to have a look at what the critics and the users said at the time. So, I will go to my pre-prepared... Oh, fantastic. Critic reviews. Lovely. (laughs) Totalgames.net. Your favourite outlet, I believe. It is, yeah. I'm a I'm a subscriber of yeah. Total Games. That's right. Dot net. Oh, of course. Um, dot gov. Dot uk. Yeah. <laughs> Gave it a score of thirty. Manhunt is boring. Cash's standard walking pace is painfully slow. Press R one and his running speed is ridiculously fast. Navigating the game is therefore less than pleasurable. And should you not have anyone to dice up, a tedious experience. Right. Okay. Some, uh, some now, fair criticism. Go to our top review from Game Informer, which is quite a respectable outlet. Gave your favourite. I actually quite like Game Informer. <laughs> That's why I said um, it's your favourite. Like the others. It's, it's up there. Um, Game Informer gave the score of 93. You would be hard-pressed to find a more intense experience in any entertainment medium. Okay. Well, That's two. a very I short, uh, short yeah, summary. They're, they're all, maybe it's... Um, emblematic of the time maybe no right let's go to our negatives very few negative reviews from um users interesting strangely enough we've got two to pick from okay. one of them gave it a four out of ten mm-hmm. but since i don't speak what i presume to be russian um i'm not gonna go for that one surprising oh <laughs> as that's your favorite language and the other one of the two user reviews that are negative is in what I believe is French. Your second favourite language. So, so I can't really um, read those, which is a bit annoying. Okay, well. So let's go for the positives. So we'll go, we'll, unless positives. you want me to look at the mixed. I don't really mind. You uh, you throw in whatever you think is best, other than the Russian and the French. But if it okay. says if it says spasiba in there, then I know that means thank you. So if they've said thank you in the review, I could tell you that. From your alter ego, Reap893, 
Mm. I'd give at least an 8 to this game, but they gave a 6. Oh. But considering the amount of games out there that have the same gameplay and mechanics, I just can't say this game is great or even a masterpiece. I just can't say it. The first two hours are actually pretty fun to play, until you realise that the entire game is just doing the same thing over and over, doing executions behind the enemy... Oh, bloody hell. Um, enemies pressing X for six seconds with the game forcing you to wait this unnecessary time to get the best score possible. You can't even fight the enemies because they deal so much damage without mentioning that if you die, you'll do the same thing over and over again, making the game too tedious sometimes. I don't give it a lower score because of the history, bosses and ambience. The boss's lore and design are just gold, and the ambience catches the dark, violent tune of the game, but it isn't actually that scary. I've seen worse scenes than the ones that are in this game. If you're going to give it an opportunity, do it. As I said, the first hours are actually enjoyable, until you realise how repetitive the game is. And also, PS2 games don't pass from the $3 nowadays. But if you want a good 10-year-old stealth game, I'd say Hitman Blood Money is a better option than this. Funny, I um, I didn't even think of Hitman Blood Money when I was playing this game, but hearing a reference to that game I kind of get it in terms of the movement and the mechanics yes stealth games released yeah around that time time. yeah Yeah. all very similar aren't they that's our list of what the critics and the players said do you have any history with Manhunt no um, it's a game as with many games on the list it's one I've always known about I've never played it I think I mentioned in our last episode that I knew that it had been banned in Australia uh, not long after it came out, and I knew that it had a reputation for being um, incredibly violent. But other than that, I didn't really know anything about it um, other than, you know, you play as uh, an ex-con or a prisoner or something, um, and you so have to go Do you remember the people. time that it was released? It came out the year after Vice City, didn't it? So it was 2003. And do you have any recollection of um, sort of publicity at the time? No, not really. Um, I know from kind of looking back to that time, it was when um, that lawyer, um, Jack, whatever his bloody name is, that loved to take, yeah, I know. Um, loved to take Rockstar to try and take him to court all the time. And he's been disbarred since. It was when he was trying to make the the argument that you know video games cause violence, um, but not really. I just remember reading years after the amount of controversy that surrounded this game but from the time no i mean 2003 i would have only have been uh 12 I, was, I would only have been i hadn't been born yet actually um well that that would be a problem but in dog years i was 12 um well which yeah but so yeah it wasn't something i was very aware of really um but i know that there was quite a lot of as we'd say hoopla around it yeah um, I, I, this was the time when I was perusing um, games, magazines, and there was quite a lot of hype for this game. And there would be screenshots released by Rockstar and the different magazines would basically hypothesize what they think is going to happen or what the relevance of this thing is. I remember seeing the bunny rabbit um, from Manhunt in one of the pictures and basically them saying, well, what's the relevance of this? And uh, yeah. is this going to be a key key part of the game? Um, so the, there was a lot of mystery around this game at the time. Then the game came out, and 
I didn't own it, but a friend down the road owned this game. I, I was 13 at the time, so he was um, probably 11. In dog uh, years. In dog years. Um, yeah, so he owned this game, and I played it around his. And I, I remember quite vividly the first couple of levels, and I think I borrowed it from him at one point, but I never um, really got past them. I don't know if that was an age thing or... yeah just a, a desire thing at the time but yeah it it kind of went by and then as years passed i think this game's had a bit of a resurgence because as you say it was um number one when it came out it was critiqued to high hell there were positive reviews but for every positive review there was a negative review um and the controversy surrounding it and i think as we've moved forward and as um, games typically have become more violent, I'd say, in yes. many ways. Yeah. So that the average game is, is more violent. I mean, you look at things like The Last of Us, mm-hmm. they massively outdo um, yeah. Manhunt in my eyes. But so it, 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 it's kind of um, it's a pendulum, isn't it? Because games now are more violent because they can show more because of the technology. Like for a, yeah. P- for a PS2 game, this game was very yeah. violent. Yeah, let, let's not take anything away from Manhunt. It was it was a very violent game, um, and but but what I think has happened because people have become, dare I say it, desensitized yeah, to yeah, yeah. the level of violence in games. Well, um, just in general, really. Like, yeah, I I can think of conversations that I had with my mum. You know, there, there's that old story that people in their forties, fifties, and sixties will tell you um, that when they were kids, like in the 60s and 70s, they were scared to death of seeing like the Daleks on uh, TV on Doctor Who. Whereas now you see like dead bodies on the news at six o'clock, you know, that that's, that's normal now. Um, And as, as a people, I think we've become quite desensitized to just general violence and I'd agree. And And I think our certification system um, reflects that because, yeah. Things that were once an 18 have been um, reclassified as a 15, for example. Well, Things that were once a 15 have been reclassified as a 12. I, I can't remember if I told this to someone else, if I mentioned it when we were recording another episode. I don't remember, but it's um, like my reaction. I think it might have been an episode that we were recording. I can't remember, but it was. I was talking about when um, I went to go and see Joker, you know, the Joaquin Phoenix film. Yeah. Um, I went to see that in the cinema. And um, I was I was seeing someone at the time. I went with her, and you've you've seen the film, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, for anyone that hasn't seen it, spoilers in about five seconds. So maybe mute it for the next ten seconds or so. Um, but there's a scene at the end of the film where the Joker gets taken on like this talk show, which is being hosted by uh, Murray, played by Robert De Niro. And Joker has this um, this huge meltdown and just point blank shoots Murray in the face. And that happened. Like that isn't played for laughs either. But I was in the no. cinema and like, I laughed out loud when that happened. <laughs> and uh, the girl I was seeing, she kind of looked at me. She was like, "You're right." I was like, "Yeah, it's funny. That that's not a normal reaction to have to something <laughs> like that." But I think I'm just so desensitized. I've seen so many films where those things happen. I just thought it was funny, and that's like that's really weird, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna comment on that moment but i know what you're 
I know what you're saying. Um, and I, I think the way that things have gone has led people to kind of reassess uh, Manhunt and maybe uh, have a look at what it was actually trying to say because I don't believe it was shock, shock's value as, as people um, believed at the time. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to give us a rundown of the story? Yeah. Um, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know what Manhunt is, they're probably listening to this wondering what the hell we're going on about. Um, yeah, that is true. So, Manhunt as a as a concept is basically like a it's like a murder porn game kind of. Um, it's a, a very violent action game that lets you murder and absolutely rip people to pieces in various different ways using different things. Um, but the story the story is very basic. You play as a gentleman but probably not uh, described as a gentleman, called James Earl Cash, who is a prisoner... Gentleman James. Sorry? James Earl Jones. Gentleman James. Gentleman James. Gentleman James. Um, He is a prisoner, and at the start of the game, he is given the lethal injection uh, and is executed by the state. However, he wakes up sometime later and turns out that someone called the director has done something or made like a a bargain for his life and James Earl Cash or Gentleman James is released into the environment that you play the game in which is called Carcer City and the director has set up multiple CCTV cameras all over the city and he is making a snuff film because that's the kind of thing that he does he creates uh, like I say, uh, m- like murder porn. Um, so I w- I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just interject there. Mm-hmm. So um, the director was formerly a Hollywood yes. director who was disgraced yeah. and basically ruined. And the director found some success filming pornography, and then, as an extension of that, started filming these snuff movies. Yes. Um, I'd I'd read that and I, I've watched a couple of videos as well, um, and I know that he he isn't even the top the top dog no. is he? It's someone called Mister yeah, Nasty no. who yes doesn't He's only referenced in the manual. Yes, does he get a mention in? Because there's a second game to this, isn't there? There's a sequel. Uh, Mister no, Nasty. No, so the, the sequel is completely oh, okay unrelated. Right. Um, okay. For better or worse. Um, well, for worse. But yeah, so the, um, the the premise of the game is that the director set up all these cameras through Castle City and the instruction is, right, there are several gangs throughout the city and you have to get from point A to point B and murder as many of them as possible in the most depraved and horrendous ways that you can possibly imagine. Um, and the game is effectively following James, Gentleman James, I do apologise, through the city um, and you're dispatching various gang members with different weapons such as like plastic bags uh, which is the main thing I remember from the time of this game coming out I remember the plastic bag thing Um, I think I might have read about it in a PlayStation magazine or something I remember seeing a screenshot of the plastic bag Um, but plastic bags glass shards baseball bats and then in the latter game uh, guns The, the premise of the game is primarily stealth based but there are a few um, shooter elements to this game as well. 
Um, and as the, the, the game th- progresses, you know, various things happen. And yes, I think the plastic bag is, um, to me, still one of the most disturbing murders in the game that you can do. And that's the first um, murder you do as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And maybe because of the nature of a plastic bag and because other other of the murders you can kind of you can see in different games you can see analogs to in different games whereas yeah. you, i don't recall a single other game where you can use a plastic bag um it's just a, it seems like a horrible way to die um so yeah did you uh, did you finish this game in the end so i think i think i've got very close to it um i know how it ends and i've watched the ending so i got as far as um, being in like the train yard with all the police. Um, uh, yeah, so you're, you're about three missions away. Yeah, so I think it's just before you head into um, the mansion. The mansion, yeah. So I'm going to set you a challenge. Yeah. Um, with your uh, with your New Year's resolution in mind, mm. we're going to be recording next week for um, another game, which we'll reveal later. Which you enjoyed. Uh, I want to. <laughs> I want you to see if you can finish the game um, by that point. Yeah, it's um, fine. It shouldn't take you long. It should be about, I reckon you've got hour or so. between an hour and a half and two, and a, two hours left. Yeah. Um, and then you're done. Yeah. it's um, It has been a slog. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. Um, so, yeah. James Earl Cash meets up with a reporter who's trying to expose the director. Who Stark we learn weather. Is Lionel Starkweather, and eventually there there comes a scene in the game um, in the prison where you realise that like Starkweather's intention all along was to um, basically kill you off as the finale of the film. Um, so you kill all these people, and then he tries to kill you off. Yeah, you escape that trap, and you start to go after Starkweather, and eventually you end up in Starkweather's mansion. Um, and ultimately, you run into another character, Mr. Blobby, Pigsy. <laughs> Pigsy, who could be Mr. Blobby in a different life. Mr. Blobby with um, his penis out. Do you know the backstory to Pigsy? Yes, um, I think Pigsy was used quite a lot in the um, in the promo as well, wasn't he? But but Pigsy is a fat naked man that wears a pig mask. That has gone utterly insane, and he yeah. is uh, a bit like um, he's Cash's predecessor. So he was the the star of the last snuff film before yeah. he went a little bit too crazy and um, and Starkweather, the director, chained Pigsy up. Um, and yeah. literally, the bit that I've got up to is just where Pigsy's um, he's broken free. Particularly the, the the two bits that I think it's worth you experiencing um, with the controller in your hand are the Pigsy boss fights and also um, the execution of Starkweather. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's why I'm I'm setting that challenge to you. So on to our ever present feature. Okay, so now I've skipped a bit here. You uh, you you reference the game as an action game. So. How, if you were to describe the game succinctly uh, and try and fit it in a genre, where would you put it? Probably as a stealth action game. Um, and there, there's like two portions to this game. 
there's the stealth element of this game and then about halfway through they start giving you guns yeah and it's around it's around the point of um there's a section where cash has to save random members of his family who he doesn't even mm-hmm. seem to reference the fact they're family when he saves them he's just like get out of here and it's very weird um but I think after that's you, deliberate yeah 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 he, like he's apparently not got a relationship with them really um, yeah but then after that you go into a mall and i'd say that's where yes. the second part of the game comes in which is like a run and gun and yeah so you've got the stealth section as the first half of the game and then the run and gun it's like a cover shooter isn't it yeah it's a cover shooter it's a bit uh, bit like gears of war i've heard people make reference to um but it's it's kind of a similar narrative to what i talked about with um with alpha protocol it should have just stuck with one you know Um, what should it have stuck with in your opinion which one the stealth Okay. Although I found the stealth slow and monotonous, they did that a lot better than the shooting and the action because this game, and it's something you mentioned to me before we played it as well, is that you shouldn't play this game with the intention of taking people on because even one person can overpower you quite easily in this game. And even if you've got a gun, you don't time your reloads correctly or you stand in the wrong location or you're just out of cover, then you're going to get nailed and that's it and then you've got to start from a checkpoint and that can be you know quite some time back sometimes yes um whereas the stealth it lets you work out different ways to do it and it does it a lot better Um, if you make a mistake in the stealth it's kind of on you whereas you can very easily get wiped out yeah when you're doing the gun sections and there's there's a few different ways you can do this stealth because a big element of the gameplay and i know we'll come on to the game it will probably mention the gameplay is king is that the there are two different kind of if you're getting a stealth kill on someone there are two different thing like ways that you can kill them you can either do a violent kill or um i think it's called a gruesome kill and there are three different uh so you can do the very basic which is the gray yeah gray um, yellow red yeah exactly yeah three three different um levels of execution and the, the, basically the way that it works is you sneak up behind someone and if it's gray and you just tap um, X or square, then he'll like Cash will just do a, an average kill. Like he'll just like stick a plastic bag around someone's face and choke them out. Yellow means you got to hold the button down a little longer, and um, it's a bit more of a risk because they might turn around, and that gives you a bit more of a violent kill. Like he might, you know, stick the plastic bag on their head and you know like punch them until they die. And then the red one is the most extreme one and you've got to hold your finger on the button while you're behind them for a good kind of five seconds or so and it is a lot more dangerous to do that because there yeah. is a good chance they will turn around and spot you um, and they don't have patrol routes in this no. game it's it's all, it's all very random um yeah. and if if you manage to do that then you'll get the most violent kill and it will go towards giving you a better score at the end of the uh end of the level but obviously you're taking the risk that you might get caught and then the guard that you're trying to take out or shout for shout for his mates to come and then then you're snookered. Yeah. Yeah. Um I would describe this game as a stealth horror. Um I've heard a few I, people I describe with... it as horror. Yeah. I'll elaborate on on why through through the course of the episode. Um certainly stealth but 
there are there are certain moments in this game that are pure horror um and they just don't fit neatly in any other genre really mm. and the whole setting of Castle City is a bleak bleak horrible place you know um i watched i watched a video talking about this earlier and i heard um like a phrase to describe Castle City that i've not heard before um it was rust lines and i didn't really know what that was but it's a rust line is one of those cities that you typically rust see belt rust belt sorry yeah 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 you you typically see in uh, the usa of yeah. like towns that used to have um you know high levels of industry like um you know vehicle manufacturers or th- it's like the equivalent of if you're from the uk welsh mining towns that are no longer mining towns and you know the government stopped funding them as as such and you know some of them have become quite run down that's the equivalent of yeah. a rust belt and the, the one that they make reference to and i've seen footage of is gary indiana um yep and it is just a completely dilapidated town that drugs and fentanyl and crime has taken over to some extent obviously not entirely and if you're a listener from gary indiana i'm sure that there are some very good um very good points to it but you know that's the the narrative that people play about those kind of towns and that's what Castle city is it's one of those um you know one of those kind of places and playing the game it gave me a bit of a vibe of arkham city um yeah the batman game that. kind of yeah. abandoned and just dilapidated Left. yeah uh, yeah to be overrun by naughty gangs people and the criminals and yeah yeah um I said to I said before we recorded this episode it's it's like a pure form of hide and seek or cat and mouse um and we're going to do our ever present feature gameplay as king but I'm going to do a bit of a twist on it um for a couple of reasons um rather than saying is the game fun to play because I feel like I don't think that's what the game is is trying to do. Um, so I'm, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think that's that's a perfectly valid thing. So, how does the gameplay make you feel? Um, d- tense, I'd say, would be the word. But I can't say that without throwing in the caveat that I was also very bored playing this game in quite a few areas, which I think is probably also intentional um, because something that I've heard a lot of people say about this game is that there's no, there's no message in this game and there's no overarching story and it's not meant to make you feel anything um, to some aspect. And I think that, well, there's no, there's certainly no um, message as you'd find normally in a game. I'd say no, I, Really, I I don't know why this game exists. Um, it's it, I I I understand some of the the praise that it gets, but to me this is a bit of a a bit of a nothing game. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, and that's not because I you know dislike violent games. You know I played a lot of them and they're fine, but 
even Rockstar employees said that they felt that they somewhat crossed the line with this game. And some, some did, yeah, yeah. Like not, not, not all of them, but um, some, some are very proud of this game. And and uh, I was reading, um, I think it was the lead designer talking about this game, and he said that he's really glad that people are reassessing it now. Mm. Um, I, I believe that, I believe that they wanted to create something. Um, and, and there was a lot of heart that went into this game, and a lot of love. But obviously, you had the very divisive reaction. Um, yeah, I but the, the word I use so, is tense. So yeah, I'd agree. I think there's not many feelings like standing behind someone, um, maybe in an area where, which is full of um, gang members, and you're building up your execution level. You're trying to get that red execution. You've stepped out of the shadows. That person could turn around at any second and it rests on that. And yes, you do lose that a bit with, with the gunplay. Yeah. But occasionally the game will drop you back into that and show you what it does well, I'd say. The Pigsy Battle is entirely that stealth system. Yeah. But it's the purest form of that stealth system because Pigsy is massively powerful can wipe you out very easily so you're forced to collect those disposable weapons and hide stick to the shadows and wait patiently this game as with any stealth game requires patience and whereas other stealth games give you an out by giving you that kind of action option um Manhunt certainly in the stealth sections doesn't do that because if you do that, you're going to get wiped out. So this game is not for everyone. No, I, I said that since uh, bef- before you played it. This game is not for everyone, and and I can fully understand why some people would think, well, what the hell is this game? Um, but let's talk about James, gentleman James, James L. Cash. Um, and I've put hero or villain question mark. Do you like James L. Cash? No, he he doesn't have much of a he doesn't have much of a like a a character really. And it's only like probably just under halfway through the game that you hear him talk for the first time. Um, yes, you know he he doesn't have very. And his voice many... doesn't quite fit. No, what you think it would be? No, and to be honest with you, I, I hear I hear a lot of people talk about. Um, saying they really liked the voice acting in this game, particularly of um, Startweather, because it's the guy... Um, Brian Cox. Brian Cox from Succession. He's Scottish, isn't he? Um, he's Scottish, and he's a fantastic actor. He is. But I didn't really get it in this game. Like I, thought, I, I love I love Starkweather in this game. I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I, th- I, thought, I thought it was fine, but I, I didn't really get all of the love for it. But that's, that's a separate thing entirely. Um... Yeah, I, I don't really like Cash. I think he's an unlikable protagonist because of the stuff that you're being made to do. And they're definitely a villain. There are no heroes in this game at all, other than maybe, arguably, the journalist. Um, do you think you're supposed to like Cash? No. No. And there's a difference, isn't there, between a hero, an anti-hero, and a villain. Like, mm-hmm. an anti-hero... It, the, 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 the one that people often go to is... Um, is Walter White from Breaking Bad. 
he is a good anti-hero because even though he's doing dreadful things and you should not like him, you're kind of rooting for him. And I think it must be very hard to write an anti-hero and to write them well. But Cash doesn't really have any proper writing anyway. And I know from doing a bit of research that Dan Hauser, who has done the writing for, you know, a majority of the the Grand Theft Auto games, as well as the Red Dead games, who recently left Rockstar a couple of years ago, he wasn't involved in this game. And I think that I was listening to a, a, a video, I'm not sure if it was the one that you sent me or if it was a different one, but they say that the lack of writing in this game is probably one of the reasons why it's so good, because it's so, like... Leaves a lot to your imagination. Yeah, it does. Um, Mr. Nasty, who the hell is that? Mm. Yes, that's definitely. So powerful that's running this stuff. Yes, definitely. Um, and and in that, it kind of lets you kind of you you can't really make cash in every man because he does have a voice and he's not like Claude from GTA Three. But also, he's he's not an every man because he's awful. He can't by definition be an every man because yeah, he's awful. Yeah. Um. There are there are snapshot moments where possibly he's relatable, like. His family's killed despite you you can save them all in the level, but Starkweather goes and kills them all anyway. Yeah. So if if Cash is so unlikable, and he is, um why not everyone, I, I, I grant you, but why why do people feel invested to complete this game? What motivates them to continue? If the character's not doing it, what is it? I think it's because the game's so different. Um, okay. And I think there's the element of, obviously, after you get to a certain section and start where there's killed members of your family, tries to kill you, it's the revenge element, isn't it? Yes. Um, which comes into it. But I think as well as that, that this there aren't very... I can't think of any other games like this. So I think no. there's probably a bit of morbid curiosity in there as well as to where it's going to mm-hmm. go. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely revenge is the it's the big point in this game, isn't it? The, the first half of the game, you're doing it for your freedom, um, and then after you've been double crossed, it's like right, okay, cool. Well, you've um, you tried to kill me, and you've killed members of my family, so I'm gonna kill you now, and that's it. I think um, we, the player, if we've got that far we uh, start to want to see this Starkweather get his comeuppance. Yeah. And that becomes the overriding um, feeling to, to get this person, especially once you, you realise he set a trap for you and some of the sleazy things that he says to you throughout the game and just the fact that he's um, Puppet Master. Yeah. So whatever you feel for Cash is almost irrelevant. I I felt quite indifferent to Cash and... Cash is as big a scumbag as the gangs that walk the streets. Um, what did you think of the gangs? Um, they're all very similar. They're, they're much of a muchness, really. They're just kind of there and in the way, aren't they? I'd say the most interesting ones... Prob- I mean, my, my favourite section of the game is the prison. Um, which is Why did where- you like that, out of curiosity? Because I don't like that section. Oh, do you not? I... No. I don't know, it's it's very different from the other areas, which are just like streets and alleyways and chemical plants. Um, 
you know, a lot of, I mean, it's all very drab and dull anyway, but a lot of the, um, the environments in this game seem very samey, whereas the prison was a little bit different and they're not all the same. Yeah. Um, but as well as that, I think that the, the gang in the prison, the smileys, they are also quite heavily featured in the, the promo for it, aren't they? With the masks. Um, so I thought, I thought the smileys were interesting. Um, but all of the gangs pretty much felt the same. I'd say the skins maybe could be interesting as well because they're just basically neo-Nazis, aren't they? Um, yeah. So obviously you're supposed there's to hate like these three people. three or four cut gangs as well in the game. So oh, really? sound quite interesting. Yeah, there's like the, the bag heads, I think that they're called. Yeah. Um, there's the, the cam heads who walk around with cameras on their heads, which obviously for filming um, a snuff movie... Yes, quite an interesting idea, and there's a there's the clowns as well. Um, so yeah, there's 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 a few that were cut. I think this game was originally supposed to be bigger than it was, um, but as usual with any game, there's there's a bunch of cut content. I'm just because we've gone all over the place with my with my plans, so so I'm trying to work out the best trying place to restore some order. Yeah, so let's talk about the presentation. Um, Obviously, this is a game from 2003, started development, believe it or not, in 1999. Um, so this game was being developed alongside GTA 3 by a smaller team and not, as you say, the Rockstar mains. Yeah, um, the B-team. So does the aged presentation do anything well? How does it stack up to, um, let's say, the GTA games at the time? Um, I'd say that it probably stands up exactly the same as the gta games because the gta games which in this element are the 3d generation so three vice city and san andreas mm-hmm. if you think of vice city what's the first thing you think of when you think of vice city color and neon yeah because it's set in the 1980s and it's set in a, a miami-esque environment whereas when you think of the environments of manhunt what do you think of uh Drab, yeah, dark, run down, dirty, mm. di- yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, so I'd say that it holds up exactly the same way as the Grand Theft Auto games in terms of look, because yeah. it's on the same engine, uh, which I think is called the Rage engine. I think. Um, no, it was the Renderware engine. That's it, Renderware. Um. So I'd say it holds up exactly the same. And because it's less colourful than Vice City and, and San Andreas, it doesn't mean that it's held up worse. It's just a different kind of look in terms of the game. And GTA yeah. 3 is its own thing because that is just a very grey... Um, Blocky. Blo- yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas Vice City and San Andreas kind of were a bit better. Um, so I'd say yeah. it stands up exactly the same. This is a an early to midlife PS2 game and it looks yeah. like it a hundred percent. And cause I, I, I ended up playing this on your recommendation on the Xbox series X because I yeah. did start this game on the PS5, which was a download of the PS4 version. And it was awful. It was really bad. Whereas then going to play it in 4k on the Xbox um, the camera that functions. Yes. It was a lot better, a lot better. It was a lot better. Um, yeah, I should have I should have mentioned that really where we played this, but yeah. But I um, I do think that 
the look at the, there, there's one element that we've not talked about yet which i think is the selling point to this game and i imagine we'll come on to it in a moment and it isn't the look um so in terms of the look there is some some presentation aspects which i think have aged very very well this game uses a lot of effects and the effects work include um obviously film grain um the old static from the uh, the videos. Yeah, this is made to look like that dirty, grubby old tape that you would have picked up maybe at the local um, video store. You rented out that eighteen horror film. Um, this is made to look like that, and there's a brilliant touch at the end of the game, um, <laughs> where after the credits you see this um, child's cooking show, and it it basically turns out that the whole recording of this snuff film um, was done over a child's cooking show on an old VHS, um, which is really quite disturbing. So, yeah, that that stuff I think is really good and that's aged quite nicely. And obviously we, we see a lot of games now using film grain, and but I don't think yeah. it was that common at the time and it's a nice effect. Let's talk about the sound... We've touched on the voice acting. Um, you're not as big a fan, but I, I, I really love it. But let's talk about um, the soundtrack and just generally the sound. The music is the best part of this game, in my opinion. Music's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the vibe is a very kind of synthy, mm-hmm. electric, horror-esque kind of thing. But at the same Rust time... Rust Belt-esque. Rust Belt, yes, quite. Um, but at the same time, it does have elements of things like Blade Runner in there mm-hmm. to some extent, I'd say. Um, and as well as that, the overall sound design is good. Like when you're getting up, up close to people and when you're going into those execution cutscenes, the heartbeat sound that you can hear um, increases and the, the the music ups in the tempo. It The, the music is really good in this game. Arguably some of the best that I think I've... Um, listened to since starting this list almost four years ago wow that's high praise mm, the music the music's very good it's it's the best part of this game in my opinion and as i said before with games um without a good soundtrack those big moments fall flat yeah and um this is a great soundtrack that really suits what the game is trying to do um yeah i really love the soundtrack as well and it's so distinctive you put on the Manhunt soundtrack and you know what it is. Um, okay, on to our question of the week. <laughs> you may have already um, answered this, but yeah. I want you to maybe dig a bit dig a bit deeper. What do you think that small team at Rockstar was trying to say um, through Manhunt? Do you think there's anything? Part of me just thinks that they were trying to see how far they could push it because GTA 3 and Vice City had received quite a lot of pushback and controversy, understandably so, for the stuff that they did. But I read or heard an argument somewhere about this game that you could play the GTA games and, you know, only kill criminals or only kill the people that are in your way that are shooting back at you. Whereas in this, a lot of the violence is entirely senseless. And 
it, it does potentially seem like they were just seeing how far they could really push it and how awful they could be with it. I I suppose if you look... I don't think everything has to have a meaning. Um, you know, some people just create art for art's sake. And we've discussed quite a lot, particularly in the last couple of months, you know, about bravery and writing and the true meaning of art of when people create it, whether that's in movie form, game or play or book or, or, or painting or whatever. And I don't think it, this game necessarily has to have a meaning, but if you were desperate to try and find one, and maybe there's another meaning that I'm not aware of that you're going to tell me in a moment that I've not seen, um, but maybe it's the fact that how desensitised people have become to just the awfulness that is what this game makes you go through. And I don't think it received as much pushback or controversy upon release, but did you ever play the Punisher game on the PS2? Yes. There are some really graphic executions in that game as well. Yeah. And it made and me think of that. down as well. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know really. This game makes me think of a few different games. Um, and I don't know if you ever played it and I've, I've, I read a comparison to it but did you ever play Hotline Miami? Uh, I know, I know about it I think I played about five minutes of it I really like Hotline Miami but that is also a game with gratuitous violence that is very, very heavy but I don't know why it's a thing so I, I, I don't really know I don't know what they were going for if anything, what do you think? Um, now I could be reading into this and I've not, my thoughts probably won't come out, um, in a super polished way, but we've talked about James Earl Cash not being likable and them doing very little to make him likable. We've talked about the horror elements of this game. We've talked about Carter City being this grubby, dirty place and... I don't think Manhunt was ever supposed to be enjoyed. And we we immediately disregarded, is this game fun to play? I don't think that's what Rockstar was trying to do. And, and again, this could be me reading into it. When I first finished Manhunt, which, which was years later, um, I finished it and I thought, okay, that was Manhunt. And then the next day I was thinking about Manhunt. And then I thought, I want to play another game like Manhunt. I want something else to scratch that itch. And I couldn't find anything. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing else like it. This is why I said I think it's important for you to complete this game and and, and see upon reflection how it sits with you. And it may sit with you and do nothing. And that's, that's perfectly plausible. Um, second time I completed this game, which was only a couple of years ago... Um, I, w- I was debating whether or not to put it on this uh, yeah. list of 15, actually. And I finished the game and I thought, hmm, not convinced that deserves to be there. And then the same thing happened again. It had gotten under my skin and I wanted something else like it, but there wasn't anything with that level of atmosphere, which we've not really touched upon. Um, and I think... 
there's there's a thing about horror. Why do we seek horror? Why do we watch scary films? Because it doesn't do us any good in in terms of our psychology. I mean, yeah. Why do we Why do we want to be scared? And and I think I've mentioned before the ghost train thing of um. Yeah, I don't. So this to me is that thing again. Why do we play games like Manhunt? And I think. Rockstar was fully aware of what Manhunt was. Rockstar was fully aware of how grubby and dirty it was. Rockstar was fully aware of how that ambient soundtrack made you feel. Rockstar was fully aware how much of scumbags all those gangs were. How awful a person Starkweather was. And that's all built into it. I think... This was the conclusion that I came to when I was driving this morning. I was thinking, again, thinking about Manhunt. I finished it yesterday, actually. I finished it yesterday and I've been thinking about it. And I think Rockstar wanted to hold a mirror up to our society. Um, Is it that far-fetched that something like this could happen? Maybe. Maybe it is. But it doesn't feel that way. Um, sometimes in the world that we live in, in some of the horrors that we see. And by extension, I feel like Rockstar wanted players to hold a mirror up to themselves and to assess whether they were enjoying the violence, yeah. what they were playing for, why were they, why did they keep playing, what motivated them to get to the end. And Manhunt, every time I play it, I don't get a message because I don't believe there was some sort of preachy message. No, there doesn't have to be one, does it? No, but I believe that they wanted you to self-reflect and it always makes me think. It always, always makes me wonder what's beyond the boundaries of this game. What's this world where this awful city can exist? And are we in a world that's so different that a city like that can't exist? Mm. Um, so that's what I get from this game, and I get it without fail. And that's that's why I decided to include it, because I can I can categorically state no game that I've played makes me feel like Manhunt does. And to me, I think that's quite a powerful thing. And that makes me wonder if that is what Rockstar was trying to achieve. Something more raw than a message maybe um something a bit more um primitive i suppose the primitive desire for games like this um okay here's an interesting one for you describe the game in one word Mm. can you say yours first uh my word is dirty because this game makes me feel dirty having played it and everything about this game is dirty. And again, I, I feel like that's what Rockstar wanted to achieve. Um, so yeah, that's the word I've chosen. Soiled. Ah, so that's a nice word. Mm, yeah. Very evocative. Yeah, I, I think soiled. Not because I felt soiled playing it. A lot of it was... Because you soiled yourself. Because I soiled it. myself every time that I played this game. Um, 
and it's, it's why I don't want to finish it because it's a problem and I've run out of underpants and you know <laughs> it can't keep happening um, but no like, like you say it's a very dirty game and yeah but part of me thinks it was a lot of it was trying to be edgy for the sake of being ed- edgy you know um, but soiled is the word I will use okay um, let's wrap up this episode does Manhunt deserve to be on the list? No. I... Because the, the two elements that we always talk about when we talk about should a game deserve to be on a list... Okay, maybe three elements. Gameplay, story, and legacy. The gameplay of this game, I don't think is that great. I think some of it is okay, but a lot of it isn't. Um, So there's that. The story... I feel isn't super great. Um, it's somewhat engaging and it has highs and it has very boring lows as well. So the story, not so much. And I don't know what the legacy of this game would be other than we can make games that are very violent and edgy sometimes. Um, so I, I don't think so. It's an interesting play. It isn't a game that I'd like recommend people to go away and play myself though. Um, and I think we might have mentioned it a few weeks ago, but the more games that we do of these 15, I realise that you and me, have, we do have crossovers of things that we like, but we also have a very, very different... Yes. Um, we have a very different taste in games, don't we? Yeah, our, our list of 15 is, is vastly different. Mm. And, but maybe that's because our reasons for picking that, that 15 were, were slightly different. Yes. Um, which is also an element... And a lot of the games that we maybe share as as things that we enjoy may have been done already on the original 100, and I think a lot of them were, to be fair. Um, I think there's another prong that I like to mention, and I've mentioned this before throughout the series. I'm going to call it a series because it makes it sound better. Um, that's atmosphere. It does have a good I atmosphere. I don't think... I don't think there are many games, frankly, that have a, a, that much of a better atmosphere than the mm. Manhunt. And an atmosphere, unlike story, which you can kind of break down, there are there are coders out there for how you can break down a story. Yeah. Um, unlike um, gameplay, where there are certain rules which say, "Well, this is this is good, and this is not so good. Um, this is playable. This is not." Um, Atmosphere is hard to define, a bit like Manhunt itself. And I couldn't tell you what makes the atmosphere of Manhunt good. Um, it feels like this dirty passion project from, as I say, some certain members of the Rockstar team. And there's a film called Martyrs. I don't know if you've heard of it or, or no. know anything about it. It's... Basically, it's um, a film which is really harrowing and bleak and nihilistic. And I came away and I thought that was really not pleasant to experience. Um, I I didn't enjoy watching that in the least. However, I don't think that's what Masters was trying to do. Um, I think Masters was trying to evoke a feeling and that feeling of bleak um, nihilism was what he was trying to do. And I feel like a bit about Manhunt. 
it sets out what it aims to do. And there are other things like that, other other pieces of media that I think are not trying to be fun or entertaining. This is not... When I, when I came to playing this game again, I thought, I'm not really in the mood to play Manhunt. And then I got in the mood to play Manhunt. But this is not a game that you, you think, oh, do you know what? It's got a bit of time. I'm just going to pick up Manhunt. Mm. Some people might do, but that's not me. Not, yeah, no, no. Um, so I, I I believe it deserves to be there because I think we need to widen this conversation about video games. And there are too many games on the list that fits in a conventional mold and they're trying to do similar things. And because Manhunt is trying to achieve something different, and I think arguably it does achieve that, um, I would put it on the list because I think we need more games like the like Manhunt, more games like The Last of Us Part Two, which I think I described in a very similar vein. Um, and I want to experience more games like that because it, it's sometimes those things that help you to understand your place in the world and um, can sometimes shed a bit more light on you than just playing, I don't know, the latest GTA game. Um, so that's my rambling thoughts. That's where I think it should be. What have we got coming up next time? No, I think that's fair. Um Different, different things for different people, isn't it? I guess. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting game. the uh, The next game is one that you've already completed uh, because you are a very productive young man um, who likes to get ahead of the uh, ahead of the game. So we are uh, next week going to be discussing Crash Bandicoot. Um, it was originally going to be Crash One, Two, and Three, but then obviously the the Insane trilogy came out in twenty seventeen. I think it was which means we got to experience the remastered versions. So it is Crash Bandicoot the Insane Trilogy, which is remasters, sorry, remakes even, of Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3. Um, and usually we'd say, oh, I'll give, give a bit of advice uh, before going in. Um, but I'll, I'll switch it around this time and say, give me a word on your thoughts of the game thus far as a little teaser. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um Slippery. Slippery little snake. Slippy toad. Slippery. That's what I'm using. Okay. No, that's fair. Slippery fish. Not slippy toad. Not slippy toad. Who I know is one of your favourite video game characters of all time. Who is the ultimate video game character. That's correct. Number one. That is right. After Pigsy. (laughs) And Blobby. Well, that's that's correct. Pigsy and Blobby are are the same. Um, One and the same. They are a different mask um, for a different day. Correct. But uh, as usual, we're uh, we're on social media, or you can email us at the Long and Short Fit Podcast at hotmail dot com. Um, if you enjoyed this, please consider rating or subscribing or following or whatever it is people do these days. Um, your your inputs and your uh, feedback is always appreciated. But yes, is there anything else from you for today? If you are a budding artist and you feel like sending something to the show, please send us your um, your <laughs> blobby pigsy combination. God, that sounds awful. Oh, no, no, don't do that. I don't want to see that. That sounds awful. I, I want to see that. No, it's not allowed. <laughs> the email address is banned to people like you with your sick drawings. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, but yes, is there anything <laughs> else from you for today? No. Fantastic. Well, well, if you are going to do any drawings of Pigsy Blobby, then make sure that he's wearing pants because yeah, don't want to see that. That's, yeah. But yes, uh, until next time, um, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.